California-based cybercrime and malware research firm Intelcrawler says it's linked the point-of-sale malware that compromised Target and likely Neiman Marcus to at least six other retailers. The company also posted a blog on Friday revealing that the coder behind the malware used in these attacks is a 17-year-old based in Russia. But the validity of some of these companies' findings have been brought into question. Here, Dan Clements, president of Intelcrawler, responds to questions about the company's newest findings and explains why more retailers have been confirmed to be at risk. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Dan, Intelcrawler and others have traced the target attack back to a malware known as Black POS. Now, this malware was identified by some of your researchers back in July 2013. It's not a new type of attack. What can you tell us about Black POS's roots? Well, first of all, um, the target investigators are the ones that named Black POS as the possible malware program that stole credit cards. It was just ironic that we had done some research on Black POS early in 2013. At that time, we saw a young man in Eastern Europe offering the program for sale, offering the source code for sale, basically trying to get $2,000 for the program in the underground. Dan, Target and Neiman Marcus have not publicly issued any statements about the type of malware that compromised their networks. Why is Intelcrawler so sure that these network intrusions resulted from Black POS or some variant of it? Well, we're not sure that Black POS was used. I think one of the target investigators named Black POS as the possible culprit. Um, but clearly, the program can do what was attacked at Target. It can grab credit cards in RAM and fire them back to a server controlled by the bad boys. As I noted in the introduction, Intelcrawler has come out with some information that it's discovered that it believes is related to some of these attacks. In fact, Intelcrawler posted a blog on January 17th about the author of Black POS, this 17-year-old that you mentioned, who's based in Russia or believed to be based in Russia. As I noted, Dan, some questions have been raised about whether this finding is actually accurate. Your company stands behind its findings. How can you be so sure that the author is, in fact, this teenager who's based in Eastern Europe? Well, first of all, no one's 100% sure about cybercrime. To do that, you have to have a camera behind the keyboard when someone commits a crime. So what we have analyzed are all the cyber prints of this young man, uh, all of his IP addresses, all of his email accounts, all of his social media accounts. And as you put the cyber prints together, it raises the probability that this young man was the original author behind Black POS. And so, Dan, does it appear that this particular young man sold the malware or distributed it and helped to wage these attacks against Target and Neiman Marcus? Well, he was the originator of offering it for sale or offering to let it be downloaded by his cohorts where they would share in the profits. So early in 2013, we saw the postings of him basically trying to market Black POS. So it is highly probable that either he or one of the people that downloaded one of the versions of Black POS is probably behind the target and even market for the attacks. And have other individuals or groups been linked to these attacks? Well, there's a whole niche in the underground of people that are going after point-of-sale systems at merchants. We're tracking about nine different people that are in this niche that know how to scan and get into the merchant systems, they know how to put a loader program in and load in the black POS system. They know how to get the cards out. And at this point, they're also trying to decrypt the PIN numbers that they've grabbed. I'm glad you brought up the point about decrypting th these PINs that were associated with debit transactions at Target. What kind of information has your company collected, Dan, to support this? We have found multiple strings of the encrypted PINs from multiple sources, all trying to decrypt the information. So there's a lot of activity where 
they're posting the script, they're asking for de decryption, and they're claiming that if we can decrypt them, we can all get rich. So there, there's a lot of activity behind the decryption. What about other retailers beyond Target and Neiman Marcus? Intel Crawler has identified at least six other retailers that appear to have been compromised by Black BOS or perhaps a similar malware. What can you tell us, Dan, about these findings? Well, we did find six open sites that were being um, floated in the underground with logins and passwords. We did forward those on to law enforcement so that they can investigate whether or not the merchants were actually breached um, and possibly try and find um, who the bad actors are. So when you say six open sites, you're referring to IP addresses, is that correct? That is correct. And how reliable is it to look to these IP addresses and say that they're perhaps linked to an attack? Well, if they publish IP addresses with logins and passwords to merchant systems, it's highly probable that somebody went into that system and analyzed it and then decided whether or not they wanted to load in a piece of malware like Black POS. So did we actually go into the system to see if credit cards were taken? No. But we forwarded all of the cyber print information to law enforcement. Dan, can you say which retailers or additional retailers have been targeted? We don't know the actual names because that's really not our space. Um, we're just looking for an open device or open IP that the bad guys have possibly targeted. So we forward that information to the people that do the investigation. Now, Dan, the Department of Homeland Security also issued some findings to retailers and financial services companies about these attacks, but these findings were distributed privately. They haven't been made public. Is Intel Crawler at all involved with some of this research? No, not at all. And are you aware of some of the findings that were noted in this report and have some of your own findings perhaps supported some of what appears to be in the DHS report? Um, I don't know exactly what's in the DHS report, but our recommendations are very similar to everybody in the security industry to lock down those systems, comply with PCI, make sure you're monitoring network traffic. But our probably biggest recommendation would be for these merchants to increase their IT security budgets. The people that are doing the security don't have the resources and tools to prevent all of the attacks that are coming minute by minute. Dan, can you talk at all about the other types of malware that have been identified by your company and perhaps others that are posing risks to retailers that are similar to those posed by Black POS? Uh, yes, we posted on our website a new piece of malware called Decibel that in, in, in theory it does the same thing as Black POS. Um, as antivirus programs are figuring out what is an actual program that may grab credit cards in RAM, uh, the bad guys are just going to make a right turn and come out with another program. So we're constantly monitoring for those types of exploits in the underground. So what happens next, Dan, and in particular, what happens with this particular individual who's been identified as the author of Black POS? You've noted that you're working with law enforcement, but what kind of information are you sharing and what do you expect the next steps to be? You know, um, in Eastern Europe, it's very hard to get handcuffs on cyber criminals, and it's almost impossible to get them extradited. Um, I would say the odds of getting somebody that was behind the black POS attack, if they are in Eastern Europe, the odds are about the same of us getting Snowden back. It's just very, very difficult. And sometimes even when we do know who the criminals are, they may have protection or coverage from state-sponsored government agencies. So we've talked about the research firms, we've talked about law enforcement, but what about the card brands? What role are they playing here? Well, I mean, they're trying to facilitate you know, a very secure financial industry where we can all use credit cards at retailers. And I think the fraud rates are under control. I think um, there will be more attacks, but we just have to be diligent. 
you know, we have to watch our accounts. Even though we're not liable, we have to watch for that $1 charge on a credit card. I mean, the attack is going to come. You just have to watch for the tip of the iceberg. So what would you say some of the key takeaways are for banking institutions and retailers? Well, um, the takeaways are that, you know, you have your people watching network traffic. Um, you have to watch for attacks against not only your customers, but against your key employees. Um, they are being targeted right now. Um, so, I mean, you just have to be diligent. You have to have security resources in place. You have to increase budgets. Um, you have to be preemptive, which means you have to go out into the underground and look at the intelligence of what's going on. It's kind of a pre-9-11 mentality. Um, so you have to be on your game. And a lot of banking institutions and card associations now have intelligence teams that are going beyond the castle's walls to find that intelligence so that they have a preemptive plan against the attack. Dan, I'd like to thank you again for your time today. My pleasure. Again, we've just heard from Dan Clements of Intel Crawler. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.